Hi friends, welcome to the Voice of the Desert podcast. My name is Tandi and with me here is my fiancé. His name is... Your fiancé? His name is Benedict. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Voice of the Desert podcast. Um, today we have interesting readings. Baby, would you like to go first? Well, we find uh, a classic case of someone um, trying Jesus, like... There's so many people trying Jesus nowadays in the mm-hmm. readings, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're asking him about the law and the commandments. And Christ answers them word for word, mm-hmm. you know? And um, this guy seems to, you know, think because Christ has told him what he knows, he kind of is, you know, in sync with Christ. Mm-hmm. But I think he then delivers this very shocking one-liner that gets everyone quiet because after Jesus delivers that that one-liner you know everyone whoever was listening didn't dare to ask him another question another question mm-hmm. you know so it's it's him being asked you know what are the greatest commandments and he answers them as is taught in the Jewish tradition mm-hmm. and then after that he tells him you're not too far from the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. you know. Why do you think he said you're not too far from the kingdom of God? Like what was missing? What do you think was missing? I think because this guy was a scribe, mm-hmm. these are people who were very, very, you know, so into memorizing, you know, the law mm-hmm. by head, which is a thing that all Jewish people expected to do. Mm-hmm. So... And they felt probably perhaps that would definitely help them in their life to get to heaven, mm-hmm. you know. And Christ here today is saying to them, look, um, that's good. Knowing it is one thing, but Doing living it. it is a different thing altogether. Because mm-hmm. you then look at how this believed and Christ has been quoted on so many times saying, don't be like these people. Mm-hmm. They do those things for sure. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they don't actually, you know, leave the law. And I guess that's that's like, I think that was the problem with uh, the Jewish world at the time. There was so much emphasis on knowing, remembering, regurgitating these things. Mm-hmm. But when it came to actually practicing them, you know, they weren't doing anything. So... Knowing it was one great thing this guy did, leaving it. Well, I guess he wasn't doing too bad. That's mm-hmm. why Christ said, "You're not too far from the kingdom of God." Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of um, the Catholic tradition. You know, every Sunday when we hear the word, that the Catholic liturgy is a place full of gestures and meanings and symbolisms. Mm, everything means something. It's not just actions and like, oh, we like to exercise so much. No. Mm-hmm. And when the gospel reading is announced, the words, we, we then do small signs of the cross mm-hmm. of our forehead, Foreheads, the lips, lips, and, the, and chest. the chest. And the words we ought to be saying internally mm. is the word that, that, I, that I hear it. May I speak the word, word of God, God and may it remain in, in my heart. heart. Exactly. So that's like the thing, you know, just hearing it and proclaiming it is not good enough. We're meant to actually, you know... Be doers. Be, be doers, you know. Mm-hmm. 
be doers of the word, mm-hmm. you know. And that way, we are then putting action to our faith. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's about it for me. I think from me, well, f- really for me, it's the fact that um, the scribes asked. So, I used to actively post readings daily on my Instagram and give like short um, reflections and all that. And I realized quickly that there were two groups of people. There was a group that asked questions genuinely because they wanted to understand, especially when we talked about like Catholic teachings and stuff. There's people who genuinely asked, so asked to understand where it came from and why we did it. And then there was the other group that asked in a bit to to mock mm-hmm. or in a bit to tear down or in a bit to um, discredit what the church taught or what the reflections actually said. And so I think it's something we need to... With time, I, I learned to decipher and to separate, to discern the difference between these two groups. Because at times, you can bother yourself by responding to a person who just wants to discredit. And it simply won't make any difference to them. They yeah. just want to argue. They really it's don't a care. Situation. Exactly. Like, don't bother yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas at times, people generally want to understand. Like, the scribe, he actually wanted to understand. He also belongs to the same group of scribes where... The same group, the same group of scribes, where we see certain scribes agitating Jesus because they just want to poke Jesus. So it's paramount to actually sit down in your, in your, well, to just take that internal disposition in your own heart and decipher. When people ask you questions, are they asking you because they really want to learn, or are they asking you because they want to make you look stupid? And then you need to decipher. Okay, they want to make me look stupid. And then you know how to answer it or how to go about it if you're even going to answer at all. And if you decide that they, if you discover that they want to learn, then you take a different approach and you make sure that people actually learn from what you have to say. Um, I think that's it for me from the from the gospel reading. Would you like to say anything on the um, the first reading, babe? I think the first reading is a very beautiful um, passage of the degrees of forgiveness of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a Jewish person or familiar with their traditions, mm-hmm. but I'm sure the imagery that is evoked in this passage it shows a great love and a restoration for a people who attend their back on the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel that's that's just how deep the love of God is. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing we could do in this world. You know, from which we cannot come back from as far as the love of God is involved, Mm -hmm. you know. So this is the Lord, you know, making a promise to his people. But then again, here's the thing. The Lord is not just taking back these people against their will. Mm -hmm. He's inviting them to come. And this is him offering them what he will make of their lives if they turn to him. Mm-hmm. And that's always the case. God is constantly calling us always in our lives, calling us to himself, you know. And there are so many beautiful things that the Lord has in store for us when we turn back and find our way to him. But sometimes we are maybe just too stuck in our ways to listen, you know. Or sometimes we actually don't even believe, you know. Think of uh, 
the times you have been in a sinful place, you know. I think one of the one of the excuses we sinners use when we want to sin is, well, I, I'm going to sin again soon, so I might as well just keep at it for now, you know. I can't repent too soon because, well, I plan on sinning again tomorrow, you know. But then that's the thing. The Lord is calling you today. He's calling you for a change of heart so that, you know, you might find your way to the Lord and he in turn will turn to you and restore you and, you know, do this great work inside you. So, yeah, that's... um that's the that's that's what I get from the first reading. I think for me is um where it says I will love them freely. I will heal their defection, says the Lord. I will love them freely. And um honestly speaking it's a kind love, of love. love is free. Mm-hmm. Like if there's no freedom then it's not love. If you're coerced into doing it, then it's not love. And so just this um just this earlier today, I was watching a show called The Ultimatum. It's a very interesting show they have really strong language which is one of the things i hated about the show but there were so many lessons to take away from it you know just the very the very essence of being told that oh i'm issuing an ultimatum giving you an ultimatum if you love me marry me if you don't love me then move on that's not it you know it's just mm-hmm. not it because love is free you understand love is free and if there's no freedom then it's not love if you ever have to curse someone in to do something for you then you can't claim or make them say oh i love you because basically you force them into it i'm like love is free if what well, the catholic church has for um conditions that have to be met for us to actually say a marriage is valid and when it does come to light that the marriage that you guys claimed to have was done under circumstances which went against freedom, mm-hmm. then your marriage is basically now. Are you here freely? Yeah. So if you're not there freely, if there's nothing forcing you to be there, to, like be there married to this person, if you're not forced by financial difficulties, if you're not forced by, t- um, you know, society telling you oh, it's too late and you need to get married, if you're not feeling, like if you're not, if you're not, um, there because you feel pressured that you won't find any better person and the person you already have then all of that you're not free you're not free so basically you don't love this person because love is free so i think yeah that's just that's just what i that's just what i got today thank you so much for listening thanks a lot guys have a good day stay blessed